Hi everyone and welcome back to my channel podcast. Today we're going to talk about les mutilés of World War One. As you all know, World War One saw multiple technological advances regarding arms and the medical field. However, like weapons, the ones of combatants were unprecedented. Shot of shells, bullets, burns, many men were totally disfigured and became what we call in French les mutilés de la face. Such injuries often were linked to trench warfare, where the face could be the most exposed part of the body. Helmets provided some head cover, but nothing protected the face from flying chunks of exploding artillery shells. Despite medical advances, plastic surgery could repair only some of the damage, and many men were permanently disfigured. Just destroyed, foreheads gone, nodded, mouth and eyes missing. People get used to seeing men with arms and legs missing, but they never get used to an abnormal face. World War I was the first war in which a man could get half his face blown off and survive. And British author Ward Muir, who worked as a wartime hospital orderly, wrote in 1918, Hideous is the only word for the smashed faces. These men were condemned to live at night, to hide their frightening appearances. They were refused in restaurants, theaters, and bistros, and the broken faces were rejected as much by their families as by the society. Even the authorities tell them not to go out too much or their faces could affect the morale of the country. However, these men will see a brighter future for them, thanks to Anna Coleman Ladd. This neoclassical American sculptor was born Julie... July 15, 1878, in Bryn in Pennsylvania. She spent her youth in Europe, studying sculpture in Paris and Rome. After marrying a, pedi- a pediatrician, the young bride continued her studies with the sculptor Bella Pratt and devoted herself to her heart. By the time the war began, Anna Coleman was already a successful sculptor in Boston. Her life took another turn when, in 1917, her husband, a member of the American Red Cross, was sent overseas. She then heard about the work of the British sculptor Francis Deren Wood. He had started making masks for disfigured British soldiers, and Anna Coleman decided to join her husband in France in December 1917, and the next month, with the support of the American Red Cross, she founded the American Red Cross Studio of Portrait Masks in Paris with four assistants. She tried to make the studio a warm gathering place where the men could relax, smoke, and chat. Francis Wood sent her details of his procedures, and Ladd began screwing French hospitals for patients. The mask began with a plaster cast of the soldier's disfigured face. Then, using pre-injury photographs or just psychological insight, as she put it, Ladd would model on the cast the patient's original appearance, filling in gaps and adding correct features. From the improved cast, a thin copper mask was fashioned to cover the damaged, the damaged part of the patient's face. The masks were held in place by wires, ribbons, or eyeglasses. Eyelashes were made of fine metal strips, and mustaches and beards were added when necessary. The masks were painted to match skin tone. Before creating her mask, Anna got to know and studied the facial expressions of the soldier to select which one to base her mask on. She studies the facial expressions they can still perform before choosing one to highlight in the mask. This is the only expression some of them will wear for the rest of their lives. To begin her work, 
Anak collects photos of the fighter before his injuries, mulch his face, and finally creates the mask to cover the scars. Finally, she paints two masks so that it does not clash with the color of the skin of the wearer. With her four assistants, Anna made 185 masks until 1919, but then the Red Cross could not longer subsist the studio and Hannah had to close. After the closure of, the, of her studio, the sculptor returned to Boston and devoted herself to her art. In 1932, she received the rank of Knight of the Legion of Honor for aesthetic, humanistic, and artistic, and artistic work during the war. Anna Coleman Ladd worked to restore the, the dignity and a face to the brave, faceless ones, as she called them. Thanks to her, those men did not only encounter a face, but also a life. Some had not yet returned home since the war, fearing reuniting with loved ones or refusing to be seen so disfigured. One of them writes that thanks to her, he can live again. Anna Coleman Ladd is one of those all too unthung heroes who change the lives of many people.